This podcast is not only about fashion, it's also about traveling, traveling through imagination and by connecting with different people. Today, I'm very happy to be talking to Bana Abu Javer, a Jordanian fashion influencer whose Instagram page has caught the attention of thousands around the world and my very own. Bana, welcome to Eva Talks. Yeah. So where are you right now? Where are you? I'm at home, like in Amman, Jordan. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. You know, the the fabulousness of technology is that we are far away, but we're so close by. Yeah, exactly. The power of like social media and all those apps. Yes, it's amazing. It is amazing. Okay. Bana, how do you say your name? Bana or? Bana. Bana. Yeah. Okay. The way you say it. Okay, beautiful. Bana, I know your Instagram says that you are the girl from Amman, Jordan. But yeah. tell me, where have you lived? Are you the citizen of the world or do you spend most of your time in Amman? So I grew up in Amman and um, later for university, I moved to uh, the United States to do my undergrad. And um, after that, I ended up staying for two more years where I did... Uh, another degree and worked for another year. Amazing. And, uh, you know, when one thinks of, oh my God, I'm talking to somebody who talks, you know, who works in Jordan and uh, how is life there? You know, can you tell us a little bit for the audience, um, you know, who, sometimes we we don't know that much about the other side of the world. Yeah, um, I think uh, Amman, like when people ask me about it, anyone who has never been there, they um, they probably have a different idea of what it, what it really is. Um, it is a place that Amman is very uh, influenced by the West. Um, at the same time, we are uh, we have our beliefs and uh, and um, like our culture and everything, but we're a bit more open minded. Then, for example, let's say, uh, or less conservative than Saudi Arabia. Right. Closer to like Lebanon, maybe a bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, and it's a very, um, I mean, it's, it's a quiet place. Sometimes it's busy. Um, what, what 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 impressions do you have of Amman, or what have you heard of Amman? You know what what happens is that I've never been to Jordan, and uh, uh-huh. I've always had this curiosity uh, to travel there. And you know, at one point, I I would love to go there. But I know from my own experiences when I was a little girl and I was traveling through Latin America, going back to my hometown in Spain, the perception of people, my you know, students were obviously very young at the at the time. Mm-hmm. The perception back then, way back then, no internet, I mean, no social media, yeah. no connection of the world. The perception was totally different from what I was seeing in Latin America. These vibrant cities, modern, you know, emerging markets. Um, that's not the word I would use when I was 11, but yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was amazed and surprised that people, children, when I would go back home, would have this idea of Latin America, of what they were seeing in the movies mm-hmm. or, or their own perceptions. And uh, wh- that's why when you travel or when you talk mm-hmm. with people like you, you open your eyes to different cultures, to different ways of life, and you see that we are not that different. Um, yeah. And I think that 
when the everybody that listens to us now says, oh, you spoke with someone who's doing fashion in a man. And I, mm-hmm. if I show them your pictures on Instagram, I mean, there's no difference from your pictures, your style with your own individuality and, yeah. you know, your own trends and you, your own culture. But there's no difference from any anyone from New York, say, or yeah. um, Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're a cool young girl enjoying fashion. So I think that there's a lot of barriers that we still have to um, break down. Break down and yeah. uh, and kind of, you know, not everything is that way. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like when you travel through Latin America, you go through a lot of towns where there's a lot of still of the of the culture, the traditions, the ways that people dress. Um, but there's also a world of diversity and uh, restaurants and, you know, cool places. So that's why I ask you, because I think that especially in Latin America, especially, uh, you know, in the U.S. or our own perceptions are very different. And I yeah. think that you can you can be part of that conversation. A hundred percent. That's. Um, I think our cultures are very similar. Like, to, like here in the Middle East and Latin America, we uh, we like value our family so much. We have a family oriented life, and um, even when I was studying uh, in the states, I met a lot of people from those from like Latin America, from uh, from Mexico, from Colombia, from all those places, and. Uh, we got so close because I think we have the same values and we thought the same way. And um, I mean, so I, I feel like there's so many similarities between our culture. Absolutely. So tell yeah. me, how did you decide to open Side Note Banner? Was it always your plans uh, to do that or did it happen out of the blue? I mean, looking at your Instagram account, I don't think that anything happens out of the blue for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it kind of did. Uh, I started Side Note Vanna back in 2013. Um, I had just left the New York for good to move back to Amman. And I remember it was the start of, like, Instagram. And I remember following... A you like street style accounts and I found it very interesting just this account on Instagram that was posting different looks of people uh, on the streets of New York and I was very sad to leave New York it was a place that inspired me Um, I went through different styles there depending which area I was in so I was so sad to leave. So I thought, what is the best way to keep the fashion, let's say, spirit alive? So I decided to just open my account as a hobby and to keep posting uh, daily looks, things that inspire me, fashion trends, uh, other people. So that's how it started. And then eventually, a few years later, I was able to kind of turn it into a business. How did you do that? How did you turn it into a business? I think uh, that wasn't intentional either. Right. Uh, in Amman, uh, local and I guess international designers started turning to um, uh, social media for uh, marketing instead of traditional marketing. So instead of uh, using, for example, models or creating their own photo shoots, they would turn 
to us people who would style on their own and like integrate, for example, a certain, um, let's say, shoe or belt or bag into our look. And that's how it kind of started. And then they started paying us to do that. Right. It's amazing. But of course, when yeah. many people, you know, question, you know, oh, they are getting paid, whatever, but it's hard work. I mean, uh, if anyone has tried uh, to wake up in the morning, have a plan, get dressed, and then yeah. pose, and the background, and the light, and smile, and be happy, or not be happy, and be philosophical, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, be be intense. Like, yeah. you know, for example, me, I mean, my intense face is, I don't even have a, a, an intense face, I just, you know, have one <laughs> face, and that's it, I mean, be be more, be more relaxed, be more... It's so hard, you know. I'm I'm now taking dancing classes and trying to open up a bit more, um, and relaxing my body. But it's hard work. I mean, it is. Um, people do not like people who are not in the industry and just look at this from the outside. Think that this is like a waste of time or like what what do you do all day? Take pictures and look pretty and actually. Since it's turned into a business, you kind of have to like now negotiate, uh, write right. contracts, um, and then also like look for a good photographer, edit. You have to learn how to edit pictures. You need to create this whole virtual world of yourself and, and your story. Realistic and your story. Yeah, it, it's 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 more complicated than people think. But you also become somebody um, with a certain weight or responsibility because so many people yeah. follow you and yeah. then you are an inspiration to many in you know and and I agree what you're saying in terms of how this business is being seen when I started in in magazines you know even my my own brothers will make fun of me you know why are you tired yeah. you know it's like <laughs> and, <laughs> you know because it, it looks like fun uh but People can't forget that this is a business and a business not only in terms of monetary remuneration, but also a business in terms of responsibility. And if you're going to do things well, I mean, there are many people out there that, you know, maybe they shouldn't be doing this. But if you do it right and with yeah. a certain you know, conscious and you take it seriously, then, you know, uh, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Who is an influencer that you admire? I mean, in fashion and in the In general, industry. I would say in general, because it doesn't have to be in fashion. Oh, um, my my grandfather, I would have to say. Oh, that's amazing that you you see your grandfather as an influencer in your life. That's incredible. Yes, um, <laughs> he was someone. He is someone that values work so much. Uh, like one of the most, I mean, education. Sorry. Um, right. Ever since we were young, the first he would tell us how important education was and um, and being healthy and like taking care of our bodies and before work before anything he said education and health is the most important thing and of course family but he is someone that works so hard and um, growing up uh, I looked up to him that's so beautiful yeah uh, going back, you know, to to kind of giving more information to the audience about, mm -hmm. you know, the Middle East and how things yeah. work there. Is it more complicated being a fashion influencer in the Middle East versus 
other countries, when you talk to other influencers, um, also where are Definitely. the benefits? Definitely. Um, at the end of the day, as much as we, Amman is influenced by the West, or the, I mean the Middle East in general, um, you have to still be very um, aware of, you, you, you can't, there are certain things you shouldn't or can't post. Some people do it and like, it's amazing that they can do it, but you have to always be aware of what you're wearing. Um, you know, like certain poses might look a bit provocative. You need right. to like always take care of what you're posting because people will talk and I mean, at the end of the day, like, people will talk no matter what, but that is one thing at least I... Uh, take care like I'm always aware right. and I'm taking pictures even though as much as I'm influenced with the west and I lived abroad you're sometimes tempted to go that route but you have to always remember who your audience is and my audience is mostly from Jordan right but I have to tell you that also it's refreshing because I think that sometimes you have to be yourself. I mean, that's what yeah. I was telling you before when somebody has tried to, okay, but just relax and smile more and, but don't look at me. And, you know, this is who I am. Maybe exactly. uh, in your eyes, I'm more reserved. Maybe in your eyes are um, a bit serious. Maybe in your eyes, I'm a lot of things and that's fine. It's your opinion. But there has to be this sense of loving ourselves that it's, I think is much more powerful and that your generation has yeah. a lot of that, which I love. Yeah. The younger generation, your age, even younger, they come with this refreshing attitude of, mm -hmm. okay, this is who we are. <laughs> Deal yeah, with it. Exactly. You take it or you leave it. Or you live it. Yeah. We didn't grow up like that, okay? <laughs> But it's very refreshing and there's something to learn from, from your generation. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about fashion. Um, who, mm -hmm. who is your biggest fashion influence? Um, my biggest fashion influence. I mean, when, usually when I do interviews and ask those questions, it's like always changing. Right. Um, it, I'm, my, even my style is always changing. So it really depends what I'm feeling. And, um, right. So feelings is more of an influence in your life when it turns yeah, to fashion. Um, The mood. For example, there's this blogger that I guess has been the most consistent one that um, I look like that influences me and I try to be try to take inspiration from her. Uh, her blog is called We Wore What. Okay. Yeah, I know um, that blog. Mm -hmm. You know her? She's yes. in New York and I don't yes. know, maybe she just reminds me of New York or when I was there and her style. I love it. Um So I kind of, yeah, look look at bloggers right now for, uh, for that. influence mm -hmm. or like who influences me. It's funny. Right. Um, maybe because it's in the same industry, like same line of what I do. So, yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, clothes, what's your yeah. favorite clothing brand? If there's any or accessories, what is something that really works for you? Um, so currently for the past, This season and last season, I myself was very into like the Western trend, mm -hmm. and I am so excited that it's um, that it is back uh, this season. And it was you can see it, you can see it on the runway from last season, and uh, Louis Vuitton, Chloe, uh, D Squared, all um, 
has taken on this trend. So those are currently my favorite designers. Amazing. Um, yeah. So let's say that I am going to Jordan. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to Amman. And of course, I'm going to write you and I'm going to ask you everything. <laughs> so just for those that might be thinking of going or mm-hmm. out of curiosity, a little bit about the life there. Favorite restaurant? Like, uh, where do where do you have to go? Uh, okay, so in, in, there's so much to do, especially for someone who has never come to visit. Um, right. If you're asking about a restaurant... Um, my favorite restaurant, I would have to say, is this cafe called Blue Fig. Mm-hmm. It has the best breakfast. Uh, it is a mix between like uh, Arabic food as well as um, like inter- an international cuisine. Uh, they have the best manaish. It's they make their own bread and they put oh, wow. thyme on it. Mm. And it's something I have every Friday. Oh, lucky you. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. Um, so where should, where should I have to go? I mean, where would I yeah. stay? Like, what hotel should I stay at? Um, it really depends because, so you wouldn't only stay in Amman. I would, like, recommend you going to Petra, which is right. a four-hour drive from Amman. Uh, and then after that, I would recommend you going to the desert, to Wadi Ram. And we also have the Dead Sea. So you'd kind of just be moving around. You'd stay one night here, one night here, one night here, one night here. Okay, so um, I need like, uh, can I do a good trip like in a week and a half? Yeah. yeah. A uh, week should be perfect. A perfect, uh, okay. Yeah. Taking into consideration um, that I need more sleep now than I did 10 years ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I think you can do it in five days. Uh, you can like at least cover all the highlights and uh, seven days you would get your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so if you would have to take like a holiday, where would mm-hmm. you want to go? Um, a holiday. So in the summer, I think I would do uh, the Amalfi Coast. Oh, wow. Beautiful. In Italy. Very chic. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Italy. Italy is like my favorite um, country ever. Well, it's so much fun and so beautiful, and the food, everything is great. I mean, it it's has this great. the culture, yeah, the, the people, culture, um, yeah. everything. I just love everything. I mean, when you walk around and everything is bella, bella. I mean, come on, yeah, who doesn't yeah. want to be called beautiful every two seconds? Yeah, <laughs> you don't get that anywhere. <laughs> I mean, with that charm and uh, they're so nice. So I mean. Yeah, they're inviting. I mean, it's similar to our our culture, and I'm sure it's the same to yours. But I just, right. Like the way they talk, I don't know. It has like a ring to it. I don't know. I lo- I really love the Italian <laughs> accent. So, if you want, if somebody is listening and they want to become an influencer, mm-hmm. um, I mean. And specifically coming from the point of view of being an influencer in Jordan, whether that person Mm -hmm. is there, whether that person is in Latin America, um, especially girls, the younger audiences, um, what would you, what would be the recommendation that you will give them? Like the advice? I think that you should like, 
you should um, learn what's different about yourself. How mm-hmm. can you be different from all like the thousands and millions of blogs out there? What's gonna, what's going to attract um, an audience uh, to your blog? And at the same time, you have to stay true to yourself because honestly, it's exhausting as it is. But to be someone that you're not, right? you're going to create this other universe that you're going to have to keep up with. And it's going to be really exhausting. So I think just stay true to who you really are. And um, people will love you for that. Right. I saw a quote that said, I never wanted to take anyone's spot, just create my oh. own. And I think that is so powerful because sometimes we just have to create our own space in the world and you know, uh, and, yeah. and nothing else. Um, yeah. How do you foresee the future of influencers in the Middle East? Uh, do you think there will be continued growth? How do you see it in general? And I know it's a big region with different situations. Um, I see a lot of growth uh, still happening because I every day there's a new wave of influencers. But I feel like older ones or ones that have reached like really high will retire and turn into something else and i think it's very important for influencers to have kind of like a backup plan or another like to use the audience that you have uh and take them somewhere else right so think about the next thing yeah if you could have chosen another career what would Mm -hmm. it be other than fashion or like other, other, yeah, other than fashion. Like, would you ever have thought I'm going to be a doctor? No, I studied marketing, so I probably would have been um, in marketing somewhere. <laughs> okay, so everything within marketing, right? Yeah. Because you know, sometimes you you meet somebody and they are like into a career, and suddenly you are, they tell you that I want to be a lawyer. Or I wanted mm-hmm. to be, uh, I mean, the other day I interviewed for one of the podcasts was uh, Fabiola Veracasa, who's mm-hmm. now a film producer, and she studied biology. Oh. Yes, so yeah. from, from biology to film and, you know, her own company in marketing, it, it, that's a big yeah. stretch. So sometimes, you know, you you never know where life is going to take you, and you have to I be know. surprised. I that we, were, we are a bit older when we choose what we want to study. Yeah, I feel like we're too young when we go. I was 17 and I just did marketing because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt like it was the safest thing. I'm not saying that I would have studied fashion. I would have maybe, I don't know. But do you think that also has to do with the pressures? Like, I have to tell you that um, when you're young, the pressure of what are you going to do? What are you going to study? Um, what do you want to be? What is your five-year plan? And you okay. think, well, that's what happens when you're young, but then you're 30 and you're getting the same questions. So what's next for you? And okay, yeah. can, can you relax? And then as you grow older, you realize that this is always going to be the conversation. Yeah. And that for some reason, people are very curious uh, or it's just like, it has become the same type of question, like, how are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you going to be in five years? It's kind of the same trend. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so... <laughs> I think that um, there's always going to be there, but we have to pressure ourselves a little bit less yeah. and enjoy our lives. And at the end of the day, what is most important is the quality as a human being, as a friend, mm-hmm. as a sister, as 
um, you know, as a mother, as, as somebody in life or a man, whatever it is, rather than what role are you going to have in this world when our biggest role is who we are as individuals. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that I, we should put less pressure. Uh, so I believe in the concept of yes, you can. It's very simple. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you hear and you're like, well, that's common sense, Evan. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it is common sense until you have to do it, until you have mm -hmm. to really believe it, until... Um, amongst the adversity you find yourself realizing that you can do whatever it is that you put your head to mm -hmm. uh, if you have passion and perseverance and, uh, and luck and you know destiny whatever it is so yeah. what would be your interpretation of yes you can um, over the years I I started to realize how much confidence is important. And when you have confidence in yourself and not in like any, like pure confidence that's very genuine, I think that you can do whatever you want and you can get to places, um, you can get to places that, that you wouldn't if you weren't that confident. And it's not easy being confident, but believing in yourself that you can get there um, is my idea of yes, you can. That's a beautiful message, Van. I mean, I think that empathy, compassion, generosity, collaboration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if yeah. we can help others achieve their dreams, then that exactly. makes us better human beings. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. It has been incredible talking to you. What an inspiration. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I hope that I can go soon to Jordan. But, you know, doing this podcast, the The only situation is that I'm going to have to expand on the budget, the travel budget, because <laughs> I'm talking to such amazing people and now yeah. I have to travel to many places. So let's see you when that happens. To. I'll take very good care of Thank, you. I'm, I'm sure of that. For you. <laughs> Thank really, you. Whenever and uh, whenever if I come to your part of, of the course. world, I'll definitely contact you as of well. Of course. <laughs> That's the beauty of this. Thank you yeah. so much, Vanna. Thank you.